Hi, welcome to OTR Friendly Debate, a podcast where three lawyers debate things big and small while trying to remain friends. My name is Pat. I'm a patent attorney, and I'm here with my fellow attorney co-hosts, Lando and Moochie. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Here too. Hello. So today we're talking about the 90s. Very exciting mm-hmm. stuff. The debate is the Jurassic Park trilogy versus the Scream trilogy. So let's go ahead and meet our debaters. Lando, why don't you say a little something about yourself? What do you do for work and how is that going to help you in today's debate? So uh, my name's Lando. I'm a prosecutor. I am siding with Jurassic Park as the best 90s trilogy. Um, went into the 2000s, but it's firmly in the 90s. Um, I think my experience as a prosecutor is really going to help me out here. Mm-hmm. In any particular way or just a general sense? <laughs> no, just very general. All right. We love to have that unbridled confidence <laughs> stepping into the stage today. Uh, Samuchi, could you tell our listen- listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. Hi. Uh, I work in the immigration field, um, but I have done um, some trial work in my past life as a uh, PI attorney. So I think that is where uh, my debate skills will pay off a little more. We'll than, see. Than in what I do now. <laughs> we'll see about that, Muji. <laughs> so, all right. As always, the format is opening statements first, then a couple of my questions, a brief closing argument, and then I end with a verdict. Um, I want a clean fire out there today, guys, so try and minimize the crosstalk. Uh, I realize that's very much do as I say uh, and not as I do. <laughs> but are you guys ready? Yeah. Well, can I announce something to the court first? Ooh. Oh, because well, we're, got something. we're going to have uh, a couple guests on this episode, or at least one guest, uh, from a fellow podcast, um, the No More Late Fees podcast. Um, and they'll be kind of both of our expert witnesses in terms of, because they cover um, 90s and 2000s movies. So I think they'll be, you know, provide some really good insights. Very yeah. unusual for a trial in that... <laughs> Usually both sides don't call the same witness to help right. their cause. <laughs> this is, uh, we'll see how this plays out, and uh, hopefully they uh, side with me. Well, <laughs> yeah. we'll just consider them a uh, friend of the court. Right. How about that? Okay. Amicus. Like a clerk. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So we got to figure out which one of you is doing your opening first. We don't have a coin on us, unfortunately, in the field. So does one of you want to volunteer? I will volunteer, Moochie. Yeah, go ahead. Is okay. that okay? Yeah. Yeah. With Jurassic Park celebrating its 30th anniversary of release yesterday, June 9th, I feel it's appropriate and fitting for me to argue on behalf of how epic and just awesome this movie was. Led to a trilogy, then the trilogy led to a whole nother trilogy starring Chris Pratt. If you like him, great. If you don't, that's fine too. Um, (laughs) The movie, as well as the uh, following sequels, Lost World and Jurassic Park 3, um, they set precedents all over the place um, in terms of storytelling, in terms of the music, in terms of the visual effects that were implemented in these movies, specifically Jurassic Park, the first one. This is the trilogy that brought in the 90s and just dominated um, massively. So that's why I think Jurassic Park and its uh, two sequels are the movies of the 90s. Cool. All right. Thanks, Mucci. Cool. Mucci, I'm glad you are uh, thinking it's cool. <laughs> Thank you Very for cool. Very cool. Now, Mucci, you can... Uh, I think he just opened with that. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. 
Uh, well, speaking of cool, 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 I think the uh, character of Abed probably exists because of Scream. Uh, because Scream introduced the whole idea, really, of these, this meta-commentary on the genre that the characters are in. Uh, that really was not something that was done in, I can't think of really any movies, and it's kind of pretty prevalent now. You know, you have your horror comedies that come after the fact, Cabin in the Woods, Shaun of the Dead, things like that. Mm-hmm. But also even, you know, the character of Abed in Community is basically the character of Randy in Scream. Uh, you know, Randy in, in Scream is dissecting the rules of horror movies and then horror movie sequels and horror movie trilogies and very much commenting on the fact that these characters are like in a horror movie. And Abed in Community is commenting on how they're in a sitcom and this is a bottle episode. And I don't think you get any of that without Scream uh, coming along there first and not only revitalizing the horror genre, but also revitalizing the or introducing to uh, you know film and tv this concept of a meta narrative and you know commentary within the narrative about what's going on and the characters being in something like a movie so we're forced to believe that scream is a good trilogy because it brought about community (laughs) not solely because of that (laughs) okay because it brought about the entire uh, yeah like i said i already said it (laughs) i know what you're doing here (laughs) So Don't bait me into rambling. That <laughs> the meta commentary of screen is its key virtue, whereas I think you said the utter domination of the 90s and the <laughs> epicness of uh, the Jurassic Park trilogy is... They're, they're dinosaurs. They're big. Yeah. Okay. It's huge. All right. Well, um, I really want to see where you guys go with this today, because yeah. um, I think there's a lot that we can dig into. Yeah, for sure. Landa, you went first with your opening. This first question's to you. Hmm. What kind of impact did your trilogy have at the time of release? Well, um, I guess... Shit, it sucks that you're the judge on this because (laughs) one of the biggest things about the Jurassic Park trilogy is that it just amassed such a profit and gross revenue. Uh, It was a box office hit. So as of... My We're talking research. a multi-day rental if you were going to step into a blockbuster. Well, or if oh, you saw it in... Our guest. You could, <laughs> if you could see it in theaters, you you know buy a ticket and watch it in theaters. This was a huge you know, blockbuster in that it's still listed in, <laughs> in the top 50 highest grossing <laughs> movies of all time. So it's, it's sitting pretty at number 33. Okay. And I think that's a massive accomplishment considering there's only like four other movies that are um, older than 2010. The rest of the top 50 are 2010 and on. So the fact that this 1993 movie is sitting at number 33 of uh, top grossing movie of all time, Mm -hmm. I think that's a major accomplishment. Yeah, or indicative that they didn't pay Michael Crichton enough for his rights. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. With that. The, the thing is, they bought the rights to that mm. book, and that's ah. why they came about with Jurassic Park, and same thing with the Lost World, which Michael Crichton also wrote. Um, so he he got what was coming to him, and that he accepted it. <laughs> Usually, that's used as a negative. He got what was coming to him, but it's positive here. <laughs> It's that, also uh, <laughs> prosecutor mindset coming out here. <laughs> he got what he deserved. <laughs> his money. <laughs> his, his well-earned money. Um, it also was a movie in 1993. This trilogy essentially 
gave rise to a generation of people obsessed with dinosaurs, people that are wanting to get into uh, the sciences. Oh, every kid loved dinosaurs. Uh, Exactly. And I think a big motivator for that was Jurassic Park and its uh, sequels. So as far as influence, um, you know, it it influenced a generation. I don't think that Scream can say that. Uh, You know, there are a lot of crimes in various cities around the world, but I don't think it had anything to do with Scream. (laughs) Now, Moochie, did Scream, in fact, inspire a generation? (laughs) I don't think in the way that Orlando is insinuating that it inspired murderers, but... I just uh, didn't want to assume the conclusion here. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I, I actually do believe there are some copycat murders that were inspired by Scream, but outside of that in the general culture, uh, yeah, getting at what I was talking about earlier with this, like, uh, this meta commentary on... um, the kind of movie you're in, uh, not only inspiring, you know, horror movies and horror comedies, but at the time, you know, horror movies were uh, not really that <laughs> great in the, the mid-90s. It wasn't at a good spot. Um, the slasher movie craze was over and done with, like, you know, Friday the 13th and um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street start to really breathe their last breaths in the beginning of the 90s and with really horrible installments. So people really didn't have any favorable opinion of slasher movies. And when Scream was about to come out, people thought it was going to be a bomb, but it turned out to be a, a really a major. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't think that actually, uh, <laughs> but they thought it was going to be uh, not, you know you know nothing to write home about. But it was a sort of sleeper hit. Um, it ended up being in theaters for eight months um, from the time it released in December of twenty uh, twenty <laughs> December of nineteen ninety six, um, and so so successful that it was you know a sequel was rapidly produced about a year later. Scream 2 comes out December 1997 and actually um, even has an even better critical reception, uh, surprisingly. But uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, its score is higher, and Gene Siskel like, didn't like the first one and liked the second one for whatever reason. Uh, but So I think I think critics maybe just came around at that point, too. Any critics that were like still like, ah, I don't know about this slasher movie, saw its influence by that point. And then, you know, you have, you know, kind of copy... Uh, cat slasher movies that come out after that that are a little bit more self-aware like I know what you did last summer and things like that but then you also have later down the line you know Get Out Jordan Peele said uh, Scream was a big inspiration on Get Out um, you have Cabin in the Woods which is very meta <laughs> very much commenting on the okay. genre you have the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer that is very meta very commenting on uh, on the on this uh, horror slash sci-fi genre so Moochie I'm so going to stop you there though, before yeah. we get too far into like legacy of these sure um lando we were kind of talking about what splash your movie made when it came out is there anything else you wanted to add on that you know just to wrap up that topic yeah um so the cgi in the movie um was just groundbreaking because at the time you know cgi was coming about and it was at a place where they hadn't really gotten it done seamlessly they hadn't they hadn't gotten to it they hadn't gotten it to a place where it needed to be, where it was going to be believable. Um, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park got it to where you have creatures on a screen with humans, um, and it, it, it's seamless. You you believe it, and it's not something where it's like referencing Community, the movie that they made with the little Gaba Gaba guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, which movies nowadays are still doing? I mean, you know, thirty years later, people still can't get it right. Jurassic Park still holds true because they use CGI as well as practical effects in combination um, to just make an awesome movie where 
we have dinosaurs on screen with people. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a massive accomplishment uh, yeah. for that, something that, that they did. effect, dinosaurs on screen. <laughs> right. Okay. In Dust. 1993. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, yeah. So, uh, Muchi, I kind of want to, well, you covered it a little bit about the initial impact yeah. of the film. Um, and I, maybe I'm summarizing here, but it seemed like it took a couple of years, like you said, or at least a little bit for the whole series to be appreciated. Well, I think no, no, it, it's appreciation uh, grew rather. As appreciation grew probably, yeah, that that would be accurate. And uh, it, it it was you know the first one was a, a hit you know as far as you can't really compare an R rated movie to uh, you know PG thirteen movies in terms of really gross because you know fewer people can see R rated movies. But it was the highest um, grossing slasher movie until twenty eighteen when that Halloween twenty eighteen came out. So it was a it was a big hit, and they, they and were we actually all, all know big how hits. big of a hit that movie was. It was. I mean, <laughs> I didn't I didn't care for it, but it was a big hit. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we're talking if we're talking box office, obviously can't compare necessarily in numbers, but I can compare within the genre how big of a, a splash it made. Just a few things to add, uh, just at the top, the you know the cherry on top of this this question for Jurassic Park, we've got <laughs> Steven Spielberg, we've got John Williams. We've got Jeff Goldblum. We've got dinosaurs. We've got um, Moochie. Who, who's the We've Santa got Cla- Moochie. We've got, who's the we, Santa Richard Attenborough. We've got Richard Attenborough, which I Tim know Allen? I know that you like Richard Attenborough based on a previous episode that we had, the best on-screen Santas. I know you <laughs> like that guy. He was a key figure in Jurassic Park, so you really can't Welcome knock this movie. to the North Pole. <laughs> yeah, we got Newman. You do have Newman. Newman's yeah. on there. I know you That's love Seinfeld. Pat, you love Seinfeld? <laughs> oh, yeah. More than The Office, definitely. <laughs> also, you guys know, long-term listeners here will know I'm a huge Beatles fan. Right. <laughs> right. Right. After he lost to me. Um, <laughs> He's just come around on them. <laughs> so we've got big names over here. Moochie, tell me some big scream names. Right. Some so real scream queens and kings. <laughs> well, aside, uh, you know, behind the camera, you have uh, Wes Craven, who is a pretty legendary horror director. I mean, he created um, Nightmare on Elm Street, which was a, obviously a long-running slasher series, but he directed and created the first installment of that. Um, Last House on the Left, uh, The Hills Have Eyes, and a number of horror. I mean, he just was almost totally, exclusively a horror director. And so if you're a horror fan, big major name there. Um, Kevin Williamson uh, was a, a he, he wrote the screenplay, and he was very inspired by uh, Halloween. Uh, you can tell in the movie where he's like really uh, commenting on uh, they watch Halloween in the movie, but he's commenting on slasher tropes that were popularized by such films as Halloween, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, things like that. Um, you have Nev Campbell, and uh, you have Shaggy from the <laughs> live-action Scooby-Doo movies, uh, and then in part two you got uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. So you got some big, you know, big '90s stars, and of course Courtney Cox, David Arquette, met. You know, I think they met on the set of Scream and later, of course, got married <laughs> and had their own relationship, uh, kind of mirroring their characters' relationships in the series. And then later so, did on... Did they kill each other? Or? Then What happened later on after in that? In real life? Yeah, in real life. <laughs> well, I think in real life and in the uh, movies they get divorced. <laughs> so it also mirrors their real life. But that's later. That's after uh, after the you know, part three. So. <laughs> All right, guys. So I've kind of heard about a lot about, I think, the start of these series, right? The initial yeah. splash, what it meant when they came out in, you know, 95, 96, whatever. Um, but I want to talk about consistency. There's a reason instead of choosing just specific movies from the 90s that we chose trilogies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Lano, I want you to talk a little bit about how does the Jurassic Park series evolve 
And is there a consistent quality and tone to these movies? Yeah. And a I've consistent gross profit? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Well, man. there's, there's uh, well, as far as consistency, those big names that I did mention, they were all in the first two movies. Uh, Michael Crichton writing the first two uh, novels, Jurassic Park and then The Lost World. Crichton writing. <laughs> Crichton was writing. Um, <laughs> the sequel to Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Um, the theme throughout these movies is essentially don't fuck with dinosaurs <laughs> right so man cannot control these huge and just beautiful creatures you need to appreciate and respect them for what they are um don't mess with them you know well wasn't it kind of messing with the dinosaurs to bring them back you said appreciate them for what they are but leaving them in amber is kind to of a just certain leaving extent them what they were. Are you once pro? they're already here? Yeah. So because I mean, for the for the sequels, they're here. You know. Yeah, life, the whole King Kong thing. Life. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, found a way. <laughs> and I think the the theme that runs throughout <laughs> these movies is like it's seen in the last scene of the third movie. The third movie, granted, not as popular as the first two because it lost all of those big names lost John Williams lost Steven Spielberg lost all those people mm. and it ended up being a little bit of a you know it did come out in in 2000 I think it was 2001 One. that it came out yep. um, so it was a little bit further removed and didn't have the big names anymore however it did stay with this theme of these are majestic creatures that since they are here now leave them alone <laughs> and in the last scene of the third movie you see the pterodactyls flying over the ocean and life is finding a way off that okay. island to terrorize some other people. <laughs> so in conclusion here, you're kind of saying the third movie didn't hold up. I think it held up with the theme of the trilogy. Okay. And I think it was a good movie um, despite not having all those big names. And it kept with the theme of Jurassic Park. Okay. Now, Moochie, do you want to tell us a little bit about the sequels to Scream and how those evolved? Yeah. So... Uh, you know, speaking of consistency, um, Wes Craven, you know, he doesn't he doesn't tend to um, direct, you know, many of the sequels to his, um, you know, the other point of comparison is Nightmare on Elm Street, which he, you know, directed the first one, um, doesn't direct anything until uh, New Nightmare, which is actually a very kind of a trial run for Scream. I don't know if you ever heard about that movie. No. But it's uh, the, what, seventh installment of Nightmare on Elm Street. And in that movie... Uh, they are the the characters are playing versions of themselves making a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and the things happening in the script are actually happening in real life. It takes a more supernatural element to it than Scream does, um, but it has that sort of meta commentary and this kind of like uh, breaking the fourth wall element that Scream employs pretty well. Now, but what I say that all just to say that Wes Craven does seem to like coming back to Scream and directing each of the movies. So you have that consistency throughout. What's up? It's an exception to his typical MO. Yes. I mean, it's, it must be something that he really believed in because even the fourth one, which comes out 11 years later, he directs that one. And then he passed away shortly, I mean, a few years after that. I think that was the last movie he ever directed. Um, but I, I believe that he would have directed these two newest Scream movies as well. I think it just was a series he um, really believed in. And he had the same uh, writer, Kevin Williamson, for the second one. Not for the third one. Um, but, uh, you know, you also follow the same characters. Um, you know, anyone that survived the previous movie. Uh, which is not really typical of slasher movies. Usually it's a different set of, like, teenagers at a camp getting killed. And then you're on to the next one, on to the next one. But 
you kind of follow the saga of um, of Nev Campbell's character, Sydney, and um, you know her history and how that comes back to sort of uh, influence the killers in each of the movies. And what I really like about you know Scream as well is that it's not you know Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, whoever you know Michael Myers killing someone. You know you don't know who the killer is. That's what's cool about it is that it's a whodunit mystery every time. Um, so each of them have that element of mystery, and each of the movies continue these themes of uh, providing commentary on not only slasher movies, but by the second one you're talking about slasher movie sequels. All the kill the kills are always bigger and more uh, dramatic. You know by the third one they're saying. Even main characters can die. Even you, Sydney. You know, it's kind of like commenting on the uh, you know, the tropes of each film in now that 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 lineage. All right. So uh, I have an expert witness, um, fellow podcaster uh, Danielle from the No More Late Fees podcast. Right, and this is a mutual witness, right? Yes, we okay. both have a. <laughs> we'll both be asking questions. By way of stipulation, we're just going to call this witness together. Yes. All so right. Danielle, do you want to introduce yourself in your podcast? Sure. Um, my name is Danielle, and I am one of the hosts of the No More Late Fees podcast, which is a 90s, 2000s movie podcast. Jackie, my co-host and best friend, we used to work at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So we oh. like to take a fun journey <laughs> in nostalgia. We cover movies from 1995 to 2005, and oh. we just <laughs> we examine how movies hold up how we felt about them when we were younger and we do mm-hmm. a rating ranked on um the movies at blockbuster so would buy it would buy it again would be the highest and then we go to five day rental two day rental and same day rental um and then af- after we kind of pick through the movie and talk about um some fun facts and just things that stood out to us and we kind of go frame for frame on that then we give another rating of like how we feel now. And sometimes the ratings are vastly different from what we thought about when we were younger until how we feel now. So it's a fun, it's a fun journey. Yeah, and I could Jeff imagine I it'd be different. <laughs> <laughs> Do the ratings ever We've improve been- over time or is it generally like everything just has gotten worse? <laughs> No, no, sometimes they improve mainly because like there are themes in the movies that maybe we just didn't quite grasp when we were younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't get, um, we appreciate it a little bit more. So yeah, it can change. Um, but I think the funniest thing is that Jackie and I have been friends for 25 years and we still are learning a whole bunch about each other during these episodes. Right. Um, so can cause some side eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I, I listened to a little bit of the um i know what you did last summer episode and i think you all uh the y2k versions you were like very like pretty high on it because uh you know it's yeah. probably like around the slasher craze of the late 90s post scream uh and then at the end you all gave it like ones <laughs> one day rentals i think <laughs> Yeah, it's not a good movie in my opinion. <laughs> Mostly uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's <laughs> performance. Yeah, it's it's vibes. It's Got it. it's nostalgia. I think more than anything. And now it's actually a funny watch because you can just like hate watch it, I guess, and it's fun. So. Got it. So um, so yeah, we have uh, we have Scream uh, as a trilogy and. Jurassic Park as a trilogy that we're debating. I'm uh, on the side of Scream. Orlando's on the side of Jurassic Park. 
And uh, first thing, the examination of your expert witness. Yes. Yeah, so, so my first question for our <laughs> expert witness is, um, yeah, I think you touched on this a little bit. You said there's some like side eye sometimes uh, when you're learning stuff about each other. But uh, what's the biggest difference of opinion you have had with regard to a movie on the podcast? If you can remember, oh, there's so many. Like <laughs> it's gotten to a point where there's a lot, um, and I think wow. it just goes down to taste for the for Jackie and I because I'm starting to realize maybe I'm way more into girly girl movies in in some end, mm. and um, like Jackie grew up watching Tremors all the time, like every oh, day. love so, Tremors. <laughs> um, but also, she has like a deep love for Adam Sandler movies uh-huh. and hmm. younger Danielle was right on board with her but now older Danielle finds them to be very problematic so oh, yeah. I, would, I would say our <laughs> Billy Madison episode was pretty polarizing hmm. mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as, and, and another one is for me, I love The Parent Trap and Jackie does not like it oh yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. as far as difference of opinion I think uh, your co-host is more into horror correct and, and you're you make an exception for Scream, but generally you're not really into horror. Is that accurate? Or? Yeah, I'm a scaredy cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's what makes the kind of slasher resurgence that happened in the late 90s so great and early 2000s because I can watch them and not feel too scared. Like, I'm okay. I can watch it even at night. Like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But when we start getting into, like, Saw and oh. the more mm-hmm. goryness yeah, of things... Right. Torture. I get really not yeah. really scared. Yeah. Yeah. And the exorcist, like the stuff from the seventies, can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff. I guess that's why the podcast "Too Scary" didn't watch sort of exists. That's <laughs> if right. you still want to learn about the movie, <laughs> right. but that's a good one. All right, Landy, you have a question? Yeah. So, um, Danielle, between these two movie franchises, uh, Scream and Jurassic Park, forget about them. What is one of your favorite uh, 90s trilogies? If you have one. Early 2000s. I would ha- If it's Jurassic Park, I'll, I'll take that too. So. <laughs> it's not, but I would go with Lord of the Rings for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, Hard I, to I beat. know that it like, obviously, yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, to like the, uh, it's so hard, right? As opposed to the Hobbit movies, <laughs> that kind of tanked. Yeah, I don't. I didn't watch those. <laughs> you didn't miss. I a think I watched thing. the first <laughs> two. I, did, I heard the third one was terrible. Um, but yeah, there's like a. That's a very, and I think it was unique for the time that that was all kind of filmed in one as essentially one long movie, and they just released like every year around I think around Christmas, like, uh, which I don't. You know, none of, neither of our trilogies can you say that about because they're just like, oh, the first movie was successful. Oh, okay, how about another one? And then for Scream, it was like, how about another right. one less than a year later? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I believe that um, Kevin Williamson is like a huge John Carpenter fan, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think his motivation was always inspired by the Halloween um, series. Yeah. So, Obviously, Halloween kept going. He was like, "Bet, let's do it for Scream as well." So, yeah. The, my last question then uh, was, um, you know, on your podcast, you start out as you said with um, your ratings of your Y2K selves and how they felt about whatever movie you're covering, and then at the end, 
uh, you give your what your current selves uh, how you feel you know now about uh, each movie. Could you do that for these trilogies? How did you feel about them at the time, and how do you feel about them now? Yes, I, I definitely can. But I just remembered like some trilogies I forgot. Oh, which- mm-hmm. One like I mean obviously we have MCU fever now but I really did enjoy even if they were a little corny at times but I did enjoy the um, the Spider-Man trilogy mm, yes. in the early 2000s. Yes, absolutely. Um, I I very much like Blade at the time. Wow. I know when we do Blade Trinity on this on the show it's going to be really hard because it's <laughs> it does not hold up at all anymore. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, that'll be the one to listen and, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a huge X Men fan, so oh. as much as I hate Brian Singer yeah. and uh, how much they ruined a lot of my favorite characters, I, I still can appreciate the the original three movies that came out. So right. Just I, I just remembered, so I had to throw that out. Yeah, no, that's cool. Here. Yeah. I'm a big MCU guy. Uh, I love all those superhero movies. I know Pat, our judge for this episode. He's kind I mean, of I'll, I'll go out with you guys and watch them, <laughs> but it's you know not really doing a whole lot for me. <laughs> Just taking one for the team. Oh man, um, I I love Marvel comic books so much. So yeah. I, this is like a nerd's dream. I feel like I'm living in the best time in the in the world. I don't care how many of these movies they make. I don't care if they're not as great as maybe they should be. I will still <laughs> eat it up. So I'm well, they, very happy. They really, I think, successfully captured, you know, what it's like to read comics where you're like, you know, you read an issue and then, oh, this is continued in, uh, you know, Captain Marvel. And then this one's continued in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then, you know, you, it gets you to buy three, you know, three issues a, a month rather than one a month. But like, I think they really captured that with like these stories that interweave between all these different movies. Like they, you know, capture what it feels like to read a comic book in movie form. Yeah, yeah. kind of seems like a cash it, grab to me. But. <laughs> um, I mean, it is like let's 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 keep it one hundred. When <laughs> Disney decided to buy Star Wars and Marvel, the yeah. goal was, and if you you'll see this after the Disney Renaissance, where they started to make a shift outside of just like Disney princess movies and started yeah. to like. You know, we see like the Treasure Planets, we see Lilo and Stitch. It's just like a different narrative that started happening. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that Disney wasn't making money from boys or, you know, for merchandise. Right. And they just started getting really frustrated in the fact that they were producing content and just wasn't kicking where they needed it to. So they said, you know what, forget it. We're just going to buy what we need, which is Star Wars. Obviously, they're making a shit ton of money, excuse me for cursing, but um, and then Marvel, same thing. But the difference, I think, with with Marvel is that like, yes, it's it's a cash grab. I mean, we're in a capitalist system, of course. But Kevin Feige, the thing that I appreciate about him is that he is very passionate and very much a comic book lover and he has taken these stories that he very much appreciates and tried to make them put the put it into fruition of what a comic book reader would want to see on the screen it's not all hits obviously but he is an advocate for it and i do appreciate that yeah yeah there's definitely something to be said that it's not someone cynical behind the camera there's Mm -hmm. an actual enthusiast at the helm so i can see that yeah Sorry, don't let me go down that rabbit hole. Well, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. For real, for real. <laughs> um, so yeah, do you have um, uh, a, a, a 
oh, an assessment right. of um, the movies, at, yeah, at the time versus um, versus now. So, um, the very I remember, I really remember seeing the first Jurassic Park. I was scared out of my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. I would say I was probably more scared seeing Jurassic Park, the first the first movie, than I was of the Screen movie. Uh-huh. Like, legit. Yeah terrified of the dinosaurs um which i think is really funny because the dinosaurs were only in that movie for like i want to say maybe under five minutes Mm -hmm. isn't that crazy like they're not even in it for that long it's called jurassic park it's supposed to be about the dinosaurs and they're barely in it um but when they were i was terrified (laughs) terrified um Scream was more psychological because, you know, you're a teenager. How many times are you home by yourself? How many times do you get random calls? We didn't have caller ID quite yet. Um, So I do remember just like being absolutely terrified with both of them. But I would I will say that when the sequels came, I did not go to the movies to go see Jurassic 2 or Mm -hmm. 3. I saw them on VHS. I barely remember them. Mm -hmm. I love Jeff Goldblum, but he couldn't carry it for me <laughs> at that oh, yeah. point. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> um, and Scream, Scream 2 and Scream 3, loved it, bought it on DVD, watched it over and over again, right. was like even a comfort movie at that point. It just was wow. really good. Yeah. Hmm. And then now do you, so I guess even at the time you like loved Jurassic Park 1, 2 and 3, you kind of forget about and then loved Scream, or at least liked Scream 2 and 3 enough to watch them over and over. Um, Trilogy as a whole, looking at each of them now, what do you think? I still think, honestly, I feel like Jurassic Park should have just been a standalone movie and called Mm -hmm. it a day. But I also put Jurassic Park in one of, in that category of white people doing stupid shit. Um, <laughs> that's the whole premise of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> just I, I I look at the mummy to say, oh, that's a great another. Uh, oh well, yeah. It's not a full uh, like the first yeah. two. Yeah. Um, the but it's this King. same oh. thing, like. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think Scream stands a lot better as a franchise than. Um, Jurassic Park now that I can rewatch them right. I still mm-hmm. think that they're great I have I'll have to rewatch at least t- I think the two the second and third one for the podcast so mm-hmm. for Jurassic Park I'm not looking forward to it <laughs> oh, <man>. sorry yeah. <laughs> that is devastating to hear <laughs> I will say though I think the book for Jurassic Park <laughs> is a little bit better than the movie it gets into some more of the science of like the genetics mm. of it uh, if that's kind of up your alley uh, yes. And Michael Crichton's a fantastic author, so yeah. I don't know if that's any substitute <laughs> for what you <laughs> have, your actual work for the podcast, but it could be enjoyable. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that insight on both of these trilogies. Um, did either of you have anything else for our guest? Well, I was just going to ask if uh, you wanted to, um, again, promote any more about your podcast, uh, any anything coming up you want to highlight, or any uh, episodes you think people should check out first, or anything like that. Go ahead. I'll give you the floor. Okay, well... Um lots of fun i'm sorry i didn't help certain people with the debate but <laughs> you are completely you fine on. danielle i appreciate um, <laughs> you <laughs> um if you love 90s and 2000s movies then you should definitely check us out we're no more late fees you can find us on apple spotify and pretty much any other um, podcast platform 
Um, our newest episode or what's live right now that just came out is uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. If oh. you love Gina Davis and Samuel L. Jackson, then that's definitely an episode to check out. Um, mm-hmm. And hit us up on socials if you have questions. We do a lot of fun stuff over there. So, And I just thank you guys again for having me on. Yeah, thank yeah, you. For sure. Thank, thank you so much. All right. So uh, it was great to hear from our expert witness, Danielle. Um, although, actually, I'm surprised for two seasoned attorneys like yourselves. You never actually qualified her as an expert witness. Um, for our friends at home, uh, basically, you have to prove up what their credentials are um, as why they should be able to give an opinion that's essentially fact uh, in the court. Um, so, again, I'll just consider her a friend of the pod, a, uh, let's say, in lieu, of a, yeah, in lieu of an amicus brief. Um, that's how I'm going to take her testimony. Today. I saw. So when we when she first came on, and we established, you know, her podcast and what she talks about, I was of the mindset that that would establish her credentials. But then I saw which way she was leaning. So I'll <laughs> agree with you, and we can completely disqualify her as an expert witness. No, that's no, fine no. With me, <laughs> well, she it's too late. The, the die has been cast. Right. So anyway, like I said, I'll take it under advisement. But <laughs> what I'd like you to do is get to your closings. Kind of give me, you know, in a sentence or two, what the meat of your argument is. Uh, you're looking at me, so I guess I'll oh, start. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park and its sequels, the trilogy uh, that started in 1993, um, brought back the monster movies. The big monster movies that were kind of hard to do for 80s filmmakers uh, that were dealing with these practical effects. Um, Jurassic Park and its sequels brought about these practical effects and uh, as well as CGI in a seamless way that they used camera tricks and, and filming techniques that hid the dinosaurs for the most part and you could see you know the portions that were relevant in uh, you know the scary parts the face of the fucking T-Rex with its teeth coming out of the rain um, everything else behind it was blackened so that you see this huge monster coming at you your time is up counsel Okay. Could you please wrap things Jurassic up? Jurassic Park and its sequels were amazing movies with dinosaurs. <laughs> they dominate. All right. Thank you. And Moochie? Yeah, Scream. And then put your <laughs> mic down afterwards. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Scream provided this uh, meta commentary on not just the horror genre, but uh, it, it, its influence extends beyond that to uh, TV shows and movies that we see now of any genre. So I think its influence is much, is much more broad and, and felt kind of seeped into the culture. And I just want to close with one um, way that Scream subverted expectations as, as in addition to commenting on them. And that is casting Drew Barrymore in this movie. Everyone assumes she's going to be the final girl. She dies in the first 12 minutes. Audiences were shocked <laughs> and I don't think that, you know, they ever knew what to expect again from a, a horror movie. All right, well... Having heard your arguments and bearing in mind the testimony of our expert here, I think I'm actually able to render a verdict. Okay. And so I'll start by saying that I am personally a fan of Jurassic Park. I enjoyed, actually for a project for law school, for a genetics law class, uh, reading Michael Crichton's book and doing some legal analysis on, you know, what the issues are with the CRISPR gene editing that goes on. That being said... Jurassic Park's a good movie, mm. but Don't we're looking like at trilogies here, <laughs> and for me, the appealing thing is that 
the way that Scream evolved the genre because I, I kind of hate like horror slasher movies that like hmm. Friday the 13th Halloween stuff does and I cannot stress this enough nothing for me um, but Scream actually adding in some sophistication to the genre so and it does something for you oh yeah baby it's doing something <laughs> right now <laughs> you can cut that out well, anyways right. what I'm trying to say here is that it brings something more to the table. It's the next evolution of it, and it keeps that going through the trilogy. So in my mind, the decision is clear. Scream is the superior 90s trilogy. See, and I thought I was going to lose because I knew you hated slashers. <laughs> <laughs> I well, wasn't you, sure. You sold me. You sold me on what the difference is on why it shouldn't be written off for someone like me. Cool. I really wasn't sure whether or not he had seen the Jurassic Park movies, so <laughs> I came into this thinking... Oh, no. Pat hasn't seen my movies again. <laughs> no, I, I like Jurassic Park. I swear. It's not the sequel. I'd go watch it again this afternoon. It's too damn hot out. <laughs> well, before so, we wrap up, I just want to say uh, follow us on social media, Instagram, uh, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, you can see our video episodes on YouTube. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, a bunch of different places. So OTR Debate on all these different platforms. Yeah, and I guess that has been a friendly debate. Thank you all so much for joining us today. It's been kind of friendly. Yeah. <laughs> a contentious but friendly debate. <laughs>